Welcome to the Byron Dragway Podcast. My name is Randy Simpson. This episode is brought to you by the Black Hawk Waterways Visitors Bureau. The Black Hawk Waterways Visitors Bureau is your source for information on lodging and finding places to go and things to do across Northwest Illinois. Their website lists hotels, campgrounds, restaurants, pubs, bars, and so much more. So if you're planning on making a trip to Byron Dragway, then make sure you check out visitnorthwestillinois.com. That's visitnorthwestillinois.com. In this episode, we have a great interview with the 2019 World Power Wheel Standing Champion, Chris Pierce. I think the Byron Dragway community will really enjoy getting to know Chris on a personal level and understand his origins as a blue-collar, working-class hero who has risen to superstardom in the wheel stand community in only three years' time. Without giving too much away, my favorite quote from Chris, of which there were many to choose from in this interview, was, Reality starts with dreams. The man is a champion, but perhaps more importantly, he is also an incredible inspiration to those who know him. But first, a couple of housekeeping notes before we get to Chris. The Byron Dragway Night of Champions Dinner and Awards Banquet is on Saturday, March 7th at the Radisson Hotel and Conference Center in Rockford. For more information and to RSVP, go to byrondragway.com banquet. And don't forget to mention Byron Dragway for a special discounted room rate if you are staying the night. Also, we are now taking chassis appointments for the NHRA chassis certification coming up on Saturday, May 9th. Appointments are filling up quickly, so make sure you get your name on the list if you either need to renew or get a new certification for your chassis. Just go to byrondragway.com slash chassis for details and to schedule your appointment. And now, let's hear from our featured guest, Chris Pierce. Chris, welcome to the Byron Dragway podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, good to be here. Chris, we all know your name uh, associated with the 2019 World Power Wheel Standing Champion. We all know Chris Pierce. We all know the red Ford Pinto known as the Shinto. But we really want to get to know Chris Pierce, the man. So outside of drag racing, who is Chris Pierce? Uh, I'm a uh, married father of six, uh, two grandchildren. Uh, I'm a maintenance supervisor at uh, Quick Cable Corporation, which uh, does uh, battery connections and stuff like that. A lot of stuff uh, from Summit Racing comes from us. I'm a maintenance supervisor for them, so my my day entails fixing machines and keeping a place running from top to bottom. Uh, really, the family man kind of uh, kind of fell into the drag racing one part of it well chris how exactly did you get to become involved in drag racing i've always been a car guy always had a hot rod uh and never had really the 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 funds to do it you know with family and 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 all that uh later in life kids grow older uh and able to do things myself uh the the Pinto kind of fell in my lap. Uh, one day a friend called me and said, I blew the motor up. I don't want it anymore. Do you want to come buy it? I said, sure. Uh, came over and uh, bought it. And uh, 
and played with it, and the wheelies got bigger and bigger, and then it got ginormous, and I had a dozen people come up and say, you need to do Byron. And uh, I had already been there uh, years before that. Uh, AJ had me hooked with his 1,000-footer. At that moment, I think I knew I had to, had to do something, and it kind of came around full circle that my wish fell into my lap. Well, you said that you're a car guy before you are a drag racer, so uh, take us back a little ways here, Chris. You, you're a car guy. What is the first car uh, in your garage growing up? My first car was a 75 Vega, four-cylinder GT. Uh, Dad bought that, uh, let me have that because he thought I wouldn't get in trouble with it, and I proved him wrong. Uh, Four-speed cars are, and a teenager are always a little bit of trouble. Then I moved up to uh, 69 Firebird and uh, various years of Camaros. Always had a Camaro or a Trans Am. Uh, always a street car. Uh, and then uh, my first race car was uh, 1967 Super Gas Nova. And so when did you actually and take a car down the strip for the first time? <laughs> That's an interesting story. My mom, this is a little embarrassing. My mom had a uh, Ford Econoline van, brand new, probably had a thousand miles on it. And in my limited racing, uh, I thought that was a quick car. And so we took it to, me and a buddy took all the seats out of it. We took it to high school drag nights at the local drag strip. And uh, I won one first place at night on high school drags with an eight passenger Ford Econoline van. Oh, oh, hold on a second, Chris. So, so you're telling me that the world power <laughs> wheel standing champion, his first car down the strip was actually a Ford Econoline van. So tell me, what kind of uh, what kind of an ET or mile per hour were you running then? Well, we were doing, you could say, testing on the street, and we had a stopwatch. And I said, if it doesn't do 18 seconds, I'm not, I'm not going to embarrass <laughs> myself. That sounds just ridiculous, but it's a true story. So I think we stopwatched it at 18 or something like that. Uh, that van did uh, 18.5. 18.5. But it was it was consistent, you know. So that's what was winning. It was drag high school night, and uh, uh, it was bracket racing. Well, that's too cool, and everybody has their story. Everybody, I guess the, the sad thing is people think that there's a, a perception that you have to have a certain type of car or be at a certain skill level or you know, hit a certain ET to get into the sport. But I think that's the, the biggest misconception that really the folks, the thousands of people that come watch you at the World Power Wheel Standing Championships, the very car that they drive to the track, and it could be, you know, a Ford minivan or it could be a, mm -hmm. a, a Honda Civic or whatever it might be, you know, you can bring those things out any given weekend at the track just about and be a drag racer yourself. And you're, you're proof of that, that uh, – not necessarily where you start is where you're going to be ultimately, but you just have to start drag racing. The reality starts with dreams, and 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 without that dream, you don't have a goal. And uh, I think my goal started back in 1976 with uh, the neighborhood wheelie contest on my Schwinn bicycle, which I lost horribly. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, but the seed has been planted for many is, years. Is, 
Yeah, it, it, it was it was a it was a dream that that I didn't realize. It was 2016 when I was sitting in the in the staging lanes, uh, waiting for my turn, and uh, the the, the mass of people in front of me, and it was uh, me and my family had already said said our thank yous and goodbyes, you know, and I was strapped in, uh, helmet on. Uh, my wife had already given me a kiss, good luck, and I realized it full came full circle that from 1976 to this point. I'm 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 living my dream and and it was a dream that I kept quiet and uh it was a, it that that was a very special moment that I realized this is happening this is going to happen and uh that crowd opened up and I pulled forward and that that big vast people at Byron uh it was it was over overwhelming Chris, you're giving me chills just hearing about it, and I, I do really want to dig in a little bit. I'm not a uh, psychologist or a psychiatrist, I guess, <laughs> in any way, but I do want to examine the mind of a, of a wheel stander. And, you know, I, I'm a drag racer myself, but you're on a different level that I just can't comprehend. And so I want to uh, kind of dig into that a little bit here. And I'm going to do a little bit of sure. a, uh, I guess, paint a picture or a scenario for you. You've just, in very vivid detail, painted the picture of being strapped inside the Shinto and the crowd of fans in front of you, and then the, the crowd parts like the Red Sea, and you pull out on the racetrack. I want to back up just a little bit, probably, let's say, maybe uh, 16 hours before that point. It's the night before the wheel stand, Saturday night. And you know mm -hmm. that you're the next day you're going to go out and compete with your peers on the biggest stage in front of thousands of fans, all of which have got a camera out to capture what you do, and then millions of people will view it from there on out, watching you wheel stand your car beyond the brink of control. So tell me that Saturday night, the night before, how well do you sleep knowing you have to go out the next day and compete? I don't. I probably get about four hours of sleep, and uh, I run through uh, the checklist in my head over and over again. Uh, the fears and anxiety of of that, personally for me, is is failure of of not putting on a good show. It's not crashing. It's not, you know, we all break, but it's it's not. It's putting on a show that's that was worthy of of the crowd. You know. Well, that's, I, that's my worry, my anxiety. I feel like the average person would think that the fear and the anxiety comes from uh, driving a car that, I mean, you're, you're on just the rear two wheels, your visibility is limited. Tell me real quick, technically here, do you have a spotter with a radio headset, or, or how do you navigate your way down the track from a, a technical standpoint in the wheel stand? 2019 was my first year for a spotter. Uh, I always, after the first 50 foot, when I'm up, I'm looking out the side window. And if the wall is getting closer, I'm going left. If the wall is going further away, I'm going right. But uh, my my son uh, was my spotter this year. And as you know, we had a pretty good crosswind. And we got past the, uh, and he tells me, go, 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 or stop, stop, stop. And, and so there's no, you know, what did he say? I know what he's saying all the time. And when I started drifting, he's going, stop, 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 stop. And I'm replying, not yet, not yet, not yet, not till I was close enough to the wall. And I set her down, and I go, how was that, Robbie? And I can't, I can't tell you what he told me. 
on the radio, but uh, it was interesting. And he he uh, he told me he goes, uh, I knew you know what you were doing, but if I didn't tell you to stop, mom would have yelled at me. <laughs> well, he cleared his so, conscience. Uh, at least it's in it's in your hands at that point. So. Uh, right, and I think that maybe is kind of digging into the psychology of this just a bit. Is it, in your opinion, more stressful watching from outside the car than it is actually being behind the wheel of one of these cars? Yes, it's. Uh, I w- I was third last going into 2019. I didn't want to go last, and I I I watched from my pit the uh, uh, Schubert and Ambrosini run. I, I couldn't. I couldn't be up there. I, I knew. I, I was. I was picking Schubert to take it. I really thought uh, Schubert was going to take uh, the win. I could see their 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 uh, uh, front ends come up and you know gauge how far. And I was pacing. I I, I was un- unconsolable. <laughs> uh, I'm much calmer in the car. Yes, I have control in the car. Outside of it, I have no control. Well, it's interesting where you watched the race from because there are a number of racers that compete in the World Power Wheel Standing Championship, and it almost appears to be a fraternity of sorts, maybe a brotherhood, if you will. Uh, You guys are, make no bones about it, competing with one another. But with that said, when one of you is on track, you can just scan the starting line, scan the outlying areas, and each one of you or somebody from your crew is watching on you guys have your cameras out you're it's almost as though you yeah. guys are as big a fans of each other uh and as big a fans of the wheel stand as anybody in the grandstands that we are uh I, you know jeff wild my first year welcomed me in and, and gave me tips uh ricky kipatrick i mean I, I can't say enough good things about him uh all these guys are my idols. I, I still feel like uh, a freshman in it. Uh, when in, in 2019, when I, I had that hint that I'm going to win, those last two guys, those are the only two guys that I, I, I wasn't up at the starting line. I, I, the, the, I didn't want to witness me losing, if that makes sense. No, I, I can understand that. Uh, now, all that kind of goes out the window, though, once you're in the car. You're the biggest fan of all those guys, and you want to see everyone do well. I understand that. But once you're strapped in, the helmet's on, the visor comes down, all that stuff's kind of out the window. Because you mentioned before, it seems like you almost feel a, a greater pressure on yourself, not just to uh, beat the other guys, but you have almost a pressure on you to uh, entertain and put on a show and live up to the expectation that the fans do have of you? Uh, the fans' acceptance is more important to me than, than winning. Uh, and I think this year, in 2019, I, I had all the, all the fans that came to my pit were able to sign the hood of my car. Uh, and that itself was m- meant more to me, well, Believe me, that that six foot trophy is uh, uh, really important to me. And uh, but that hood hanging in my shop with all the fan signatures, I've read every signature a hundred times. I've I've it, it, that yes, it does mean that much to me. The fans doing well for them. 
Well, it really seems like, Chris, you are... There, there's more levels and layers to you than, than people quite realize because, you know, I'm guessing it wasn't just a spontaneous thing that someone took a Sharpie out and signed the hood. I mean, you yeah. you think about these things, and it seems like your mind is always turning. Uh, you know, the wheel stand is not until October, but I'm sure that from the time you pulled off the track uh, in 2019, you've been probably planning what it's going to take to do this in 2020. Uh but it seems like you've also had a lot of fun, too, with being the champion. I know that a photo surfaced on the Internet. Uh, people call them the Happy Gilmore checks, but they're the large, oversized check. Yours <laughs> reads, wheel stand champion, $10,000. And you actually yeah. did take that to your bank. Tell us about that. Well, it came time to, to, to deposit uh, the winnings, and, and I, I grabbed the, the real check, and I grabbed the – the big one, the Happy Gilmore, and and my wife Cheryl goes, "What are you doing with that?" So I'm going to go cash it. She goes, "Well, that's not a real check." Said, "I don't care. I'll bring it to the bank. I want to have fun with this. this. This may never happen again in my life." And my bank uh, has a wonderful sense of humor, and we took pictures and had a uh, just a blast with that. And uh, and I remember sitting in a in a waiting room with a check across my lap. And everybody's looking at me like, who is this lunatic with this fake check on his lap? And it was it was the best time I had ever at the bank. Well, that is too funny. That is, that is, it made for a great photo opportunity, and we enjoyed it. Uh, you had mentioned before that it, compared to a lot of guys that do compete into this, you consider your still, uh, yourself still a bit of a newcomer. How many years exactly now, Chris, have you been uh, in the wheel stand competition? Uh, I was there for three years. I would have been in four if it wasn't for the rain out. But, yeah, this is my third year competing. Well, we had, you know, the Internet's an amazing thing, and I think you're as probably plugged in and engaged on there as anyone, uh, posting updates about uh, the Shinto and also other projects you've got going on. We'll talk about here in a little bit. But the week leading up to, you posted a picture of the dashboard of the Shinto, and we caught wind of it. And, you know, we kind of set it mm -hmm. over the PA system that Sunday that you had printed a label on the dashboard. It says, you lift, you lose. So we called you right there Sunday morning, kind of the dark horse to win this. Only the dark horse because, as you mentioned, still a bit of a newcomer. Every time you've been there, you've put on an amazing show. But I guess we could almost see the mindset coming into this. When you go so far as to put that on the dashboard, just a, a, a reminder in the moment, what this means to you, mm -hmm. I, I guess, tell us a little bit about that label, where that comes from. Uh, does that play any role into things really in the heat of the moment? And then ultimately, uh, I'm guessing that mindset leads to you becoming a champion. What does that mean? Uh, you lift, you lose. There's no second chances in, in something like that. Uh, on the back window, I, I stole a, a quote from John Force that says, don't lift until you see Elvis. <laughs> and so uh, at, at that, you know, in that moment, you're, you're in a, a showmanship uh, uh, role. Nobody wants to see it quit. And, and uh, at that moment, I'm in a different mindset. And uh, I told my spotter this year, I said, if I'm up in the air, if I'm on fire, don't tell me. I said, it's going to be my last run of the day, and said, just let it burn, and, and I'll do a wheelie on fire. And, 
that doesn't make any sense to normal people. But it, it you know, I, after that, there's no second chances. So I want to give it my best shot. And uh, believe me, after a run, the emotions, you know, I might seem cool and collected to the whole thing. But if you see me at the top end of the track when I get out of the car, I'm about ready to collapse. It, it, it reality hits and the, and the, uh, the rush is, is very real. And, uh, uh, I can't talk at the top of the track. My, my body's like, you're crazy. Well, you point out something too, is you mentioned that it, you'll lift, you'll lose. There's no second chance. There's not another opportunity for most drag racers. If you get beat this weekend, you've got next weekend or next month. If it's the end of the year, we'll wait till spring to do it. You really have one opportunity once every year to do this. So I, I guess that the experience or the emotion that a normal racer experiences with being eliminated and having to wait till the next race, you really get this opportunity once a year. So things are just even more amplified. Right. There's everybody around me knows that that uh, this is this is what I'm here for. There's no distractions other than that. Other than the fans, I mean, I can't, I can't tell you how much more, how much that means to me. I mean, I, I, every day I walk in my garage, I see the fans' signatures, and it's just a treasure. Well, you enter 2020 in different territory. You are now the reigning champion of the World Power Wheel Standing Championship. So you go from, I guess, a contender with a bit of a chip on his shoulder, wanting to prove who he is, to now the champion with the target on his back. So, Chris. How do you approach entering the 2020 World Power Wheel Standing Championships? One week after I won, I ordered my new engine. <laughs> uh, we, we, I'm putting a brand new motor together. Uh, it's another 40 cubic inches. Uh, Brodex came on board to, to help out. Uh, LSM cams is doing a custom cam. Uh, FTI converters. Uh, AED carburetors. Uh, I talked to all these, all these people at, at PRI this year, and I said I'm I'm aiming to, to break AJ's record of a thousand foot with a naturally aspirated car, and that's my goal for 2020. Wow! Well, everybody just heard it here for the first time, Chris. That's the that's the earth shattering news. Maybe it takes a little bit of the element of surprise out of next year, but I think I think that might just give a little boost to ticket sales. People knowing that you're going uh, not just to really match what you did last year but you're going to blow what you did last year out of the water or at least that's that's the plan from what i'm the hearing effort is, the effort is is there you know i i don't have uh my own business you know i'm i'm, I'm just like everybody got i get to work at, at 4 30 in the morning i leave leave work at at four o'clock at night uh i got family uh, and everything but i have a wife who is uh, that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother thing. Uh, her, her support, none of this happens without her, but, uh, my focus of 2020 is the best I can to hopefully come close or break AJ's record. Well, I tell you what, everybody will be there to see it. And uh, I cannot wait for it myself here, Chris. So, uh, another thing going on for 2020 is you've also got a front-engine dragster that you have registered to race at the Glory Days Vintage Drag Race at Byron Dragway. Tell us about that a little bit, Chris. Uh, 
you know, it goes where I was sitting around bench racing with some some guys a little bit more famous than me, and, and they talk about the wheelie car, and it's like, you know, I'm really looking for something else that, you know, the wheelie car doesn't really scare me anymore, so I was wanting to get something that kind of rose, rose my blood, and so I bought this uh, front-engine dragster uh, on a lower-budget one just to get into it, see if I liked it, and I am hooked as much as I am on on the wheelie competition, uh, strapping into a front-engine dragster, uh, the whole sensation of being in the car and, and is is uh, uh, amazing. I have a, a faster motor for this year for that car, but then after this year, I think we're going to go fuel fuel racing. We're going to we'll buy another one and and do some fuel racing. Oh my goodness! You know, I, if uh, if the wheel standard doesn't get your blood pumping enough, I think we're going to have to. You know, this might be a fun experiment. We might need to get somebody that's got a. Uh, <laughs> You know, can can check your heart rate before and after a run. This might be a an interesting case study. So, uh, that's that's something. So, and I want to point out that Chris is one of the most engaging racers in the pits. You just mentioned the hood that you did with the racer signing the hood and all the photos. And you are a fan favorite, and really can't wait for you to bring that to Glory Days as well, and really bring your personality, the things that everybody have just absolutely admire you for at the wheel stand we'll get to see you one more time out of the track during the year and we really can't wait for that i am i am looking forward to it and just another uh on a back note the wife has a, her own pinto too so that might be potential uh dueling pintos well this might just make the 2020 wheel stand <laughs> even more exciting yet so chris i appreciate yeah. you taking the time uh, is there anything else that you want to add here? Anybody that you have to thank as far as sponsors go? Uh, you mentioned your wife already. Uh, the stage is yours here, Chris. You know, there's a lot of manufacturers, a lot of people that 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 help out uh, and knowledge and and but the 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 biggest sponsor really is is some of the the fellow racers that I, I've been blessed to know. Uh, you know, we do, my best friend Phil. If it wasn't for him uh, at the track, it wouldn't happen. But as as sponsors go, uh, it's it's my wife, it's my my drive, and uh, I want to thank Byron Dragstrip for uh, giving me a place to show off. Well, we can't thank you enough, Chris, for everything you do for drag racing for the race fans, and I think the summary here is that you are a working-class hero who one weekend a year at the World Power Wheel Standing Championships becomes everybody's drag racing hero. And for that, we appreciate, we're grateful for everything you do, and we cannot wait for the 2020 season to roll around. See you out here with the front-engine dragster and then, of course, the Shinto in October. Chris, thank you so much, and can't wait to have you back out of the track. We're grateful. Grateful. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Byron Dragway podcast. You heard it here first. Chris Pierce going for an over 1,000-foot-long wheel stand next year. That is the plan. But make sure you are here to see it. The 2020 running of the World Power Wheel Standing Championships returns on Sunday, October 4th. So make sure you've got that on your calendar, Sunday, October 4th. The 2020 World Power Wheel Standing Championships. And he'll also be out, as mentioned, at Glory Days. Glory Days Vintage Drag Race, three days of drag racing, car show, and swap meet. 
Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, July 17th, 18th, and 19th, 2020. Another thank you goes to Blackhawk Waterways Visitors Bureau, presenting sponsor of today's episode. If you want to join our growing list of sponsors and also be featured on future episodes of the Byron Dragway podcast and the Byron Dragway TV live streams and so much more, then make sure you head over to byrondragway.com slash advertising to get started. Plans starting at as little as $42 a month. If you're a business owner and your marketing budget does not have room for $42 a month, then we need to look at your finances a little bit more closely. Once again, join the growing list of sponsors. Head over to byrondragway.com slash advertising and support the sport and support the racetracks. Thank you, and we'll catch you next time.